0: Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington, this is Camel Call Live. I'm Chris A. Meyer, and tonight on the show, we'll have football, and uh, re- we'll talk some football, we'll talk some recruiting, we'll talk a little bit of everything with Campbell Head Coach Mike Minner and Safeties Coach Patrick Miller, also expecting a, a couple of our great safeties to uh, come in here as well. Dorian Jones and Miles Rouser. Um, a old guy and a and a new guy will be here to talk about the uh, the Campbell Secondary. Plus, um, you've heard them all fall on our broadcast. We will get to know Lindell Suggs and talk about all of the amazing sports stuff going on here at Campbell. This week, our volleyball team fresh out of securing their first regular season conference championship in history. They will try to make it back-to-back conference tournament titles coming up this weekend. And our women's basketball team, they are hosting UCF out of the American, a team that's going to be in the Big 12 next year. That's coming up tomorrow, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at um, Gore Arena. South Carolina State comes in this Saturday at 2. It's crossover season. We talk about a lot of sports. But joining me now to talk football he was a back-to-back national champion with the Nebraska Cornhuskers, an NFC champion with the Carolina Panthers in the NFL. He is Campbell head coach Mike Minter. And, Coach, uh, a furious comeback by your Camels come up just short, falling to Gardner-Webb 42-35 on Saturday. Uh, what are your takeaways from that game?
1: I think the first thing, Chris, is you got to look at um, the fight that's in these guys, Um, They they did not give up, even though we we got in a 21-point hole. And, um, you know, these guys really just came back, man, and and, and really did not give up. Now, that's different than any other football team I've ever had here. Um, You know, normally guys get into a situation like that, and, um, you know, they kind of give up. And you you haven't seen this with that football team. Uh, To do it, you know, two weeks in a row, you get down, you you know, you, you give somebody 30 point lead, and a 21 point lead, and, and then come back and give yourself a chance to win at the end of the game. Speaks a lot about um, you know the heart, um, the buy-in, the, the fight, um, and you know trying to overcome all the different injuries that we've been able to have, and and then you know losing games like we have. I mean, you talk about four weeks, Chris. Six points, eight points, seven points. I mean, that's—I don't know if that's ever been done before, but um, just just craziness um, from from that, and it's a it's a tough season because you know our our hopes and our dreams was on winning the big South championship and getting to the playoffs, and and um, we came up short um, with that, and and really, man, the, the the one time we got to see the team that we put together. On the field at the same time was against Central. Yep. That was the first time and the only time that we was able to see that football team. And uh, man, it, that 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 seems so far away.
0: And of course, that's a that's a Central team who is still winning. And, uh, and and you really dismantled that team. It was a it was a blowout win at home, forty-eight to eighteen. A, a team by a team by thirty points. I want to go back to one of the things you said, though, Coach, because I think it's important, man. I've been here for every single one of your teams. It has taken you time because it was non-scholarship at first and then it was scholarship. You have built a culture that you hit it right on the head. In past year's Backs against the wall, lots of energy. This is this is a team that probably ends up losing these next, last couple of weeks by 21, mm-hmm. 28, 30. Your guys stayed in there and fight and gave you a chance to win against all these odds, and that says something about what you're building in that locker room.
1: It, it definitely does. Um, the energy, the the buy-in, like I said, the the kids, um, the way we doing things, all those things give you a chance to be able to do what we've done. In those four weeks, um, you know, on the on the road with three of them. And, um, you know, again, man, n- nobody really care about all that. But um, these these guys really love, um, you know, the team. They love each other. Uh, that's why they fight for each other. And, um, you know, th- the thing is, is that we got to also grow and, and, and understand how to play four quarters, not two. And, um, you know, again man it's it's different pieces that's in there that you're trying to gel together at the end of the year and i i really just feel like that um you know teams that's successful at the end of the year they don't have the injury bug they, they're able to keep their guys um together throughout the year and that's a lot of you know luck that goes into that right and um uh, but you know at the end of the day man i'm proud of these coaches these coaches have done a really really great job of of continuing to teach these young men um, what it means to be, um, you know, a great football player, a great student athlete, um, a, a person that understands that it's bigger um, than just uh, what you're doing on the football field. You, you got to understand the community side, You've got to understand uh, the classroom side, and these coaches have done a great job, Chris, of that and keeping these guys rolling. And keeping these guys in tune and connected, and so this week, man, it's all about the seniors um, because they they cannot play another game, and so we gotta send these guys home with a win, so they can feel better about themselves. It's the only way you feel better in football. You gotta win games, man, and um, well, I guess in any sport, <laughs> uh, but in football, man, it's once a week, and and so th- this is the last one. You you don't win this one. You're going to feel bad for a long time. So um, let's get this win this week and, and, um, you know, make ourselves feel a little bit better about about what we've done.
0: You said goodbye at home to a lot of seniors, you will. And because of injury, either fortunately or, or unfortunately, we've gotten to see a lot of your very talented freshman class, of course, coming off the number one. FCS freshman recruiting class in the entire country. You are lined up to get another uh, top five, possibly number one recruiting class, and we'll talk uh, with your recruiting uh, guru and and safeties coach, Patrick Miller, coming up to talk about these freshmen and these future freshmen as well. But we got to see the first career start for Chad Masco. Mm -hmm. This is a guy who had over 20 FBS offers. He was a guy who was committed to Florida State. That's the kind of talent he has. What was your um, analysis of, of, of his first, first start in college?
1: Well, it was great. Um, you know, everybody got to see his talent, the arm talent, the ability to run one side of the field and throw it across the middle and right on the money. Um, you know, he, of course, the game is faster than <laughs> what he's used to in high school, but at the end of the day, I thought he handled himself um, at a high level level and and really gave us a chance to win the game, so I thought he did everything that he needed to do um, to give us a chance, and, and um, so the the future is bright with him. Um, I, you know, he, he's probably he's probably gonna break every record that Hodge yep. set um, <laughs> because the guy's just um, that that talented, and and really at quarterback, you got to be able to have other people um, confidence. And as a true freshman, everybody knew we could still win the game with him. And, and that shows what he's done since he's been here. Um, this guy's going to be a, a, a special, special player for, for Camel for a long time. Uh,
0: no doubt indeed, as he has, uh, has really stepped up here, having to come in and lead you guys with the comeback against Brian and then almost pulling off a... Another comeback this week. Hey, some old guys uh, really gave a tip of the cap to everybody. You know, Brian Barr, he almost had his third 100-yard game. He's been injured for half of the year. A lot of people might not know that. He was either injured or not 100%. But when he's
1: fully healthy, you see what that super senior can do. Man, Barr had a great game. Really got the um, the running game going. Um, again, we, we look at the offensive line that was out there. Um, You're you looking at really some threes um, that that's out there your third tackles that's out there your third guard that's out there your third center that's out there and these guys came together um i challenged them early on in the week hey guys nobody gonna come save you tyler and you know big mike and and all the starters they, they they can't come play for you today you got to be the guys and they Played the best game I've ever seen. They did um, with an offensive line that just came together in three days yep. to make this happen. So, and oh,
0: by the way, for everybody out there, because you know we we don't say this before the game, but 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 you had a lot of third stringers on your <laughs> offensive line. You only had one guy from the beginning of a of an all conference offensive line that was in his original position, and these guys came together and really paved the way.
1: They really did, man. Coach Anad did a great job of of um, you know. Bring them together, and they you know what they did? They lived together, literally. They, they stayed at somebody's home, um, one of the linemen home, and they stayed with each other all week with Chad, Masco, yeah. with them, right? And, and this is how serious they took it. Because I said something in the meeting on Monday, you guys need to live together. And they really took it there and, and, and did it for that week, and I thought it paid off because them guys play, had had the best game, um, so we was able to run the ball with Brian Barr. Brian Barr was running through guys. I mean, yeah. it was people there to make the tackles, <laughs> yeah. um, but he was making a miss and, and running through the tackles um, that they were trying to attempt to get, get him down. Um, just a great game by him. It was, it was great to, for him to be back um, healthy and strong and, and ready to go, and, and uh, we definitely going to need him this week.
0: Austin Height, he, he went from being, oh, that's a, that's a good story. It's good to see somebody that works so hard and, and does his job, have a good game. And then he had another good game. And then he had another good game. And then, once again, he's your leading receiver, six catches for 86 yards. It's not a fluke. It's not just he's the fourth option and he's open. He's becoming your guy downfield.
1: <laughs> he really is. And, um, you know, that, that goes to show you, you know, when you continue to work and you continue to Stay in the process, man. Things begin to uh, look up for you, and things begin to work in your favor. And and um, he he's good, yeah. you know. To your point, <laughs> yes. it, it's it's not just hard work. He got talent. Um and and so you know we we're gonna really miss him. I, I think he was the heart and soul of that receiver um, group, and and um, he gonna be sorely missed um, in the leadership role that he provided all year long.
0: Yeah, a total of 26 catches for 402 yards and and two TDs. Um, luckily, we didn't have to talk about uh, injuries on your special teams because you just have a bunch of dudes that want to play special teams and, of course, uh, the coach of the road that, that puts them all there. And so you have a a name that I haven't called yet this year or the year before, but, of course, um, Noah Caston recovers a muffed punt in the end zone. That was a, su- such a spark in the game in the first. Tell me about Noah Casten.
1: Well, you know, Noah is a is a walk on um, that just got here, right? So he's he, he was playing a D2 school and um, he knew Coach Miller. And and um, so they was able to reconnect and, and um, come here and, and, and walk on and, and start to play here. So he, he plays backup safety for us. He didn't play um, strong safety. He didn't play free safety. So we got to have him, you know, kind of roaming around, very smart, athletic kid, um, and, you know, just just a great football player. Now we put him on special teams, and then he makes a big play um, like, like he did on that punt um, recovery for a touchdown. And so, um, look, you got to be running down the field. You got to be out hustling somebody else with effort to be able to get down there and catch that, you know, get that fumble in the end zone when the kid dropped it. I mean, that's just big for him. And I think that's going to be a a big, you know, momentum change in in how he goes in the offseason and get prepared for the next season.
0: I mean, how, how great is it to be for, for the first time in your career here? And and you started off in coaching. You were a special teams coach for a while, so, so you know the thing inside and out. Of course, your NFL career as a safety, but you know it inside and out. And this year, I feel like this is a Mike Minner special teams squad, and it has paid off. I mean, again, the punts, the field goals, the the, the coverage, it has all been there, and it just added
1: to a really good team this year. It, it really did. Um, yeah, again, Chris, why I look back and I say, if my team would have been able to stay yeah. intact, yeah, oh, my. But here's the other thing to it, right? The flip side is is that now we get all these young guys, a lot of reps. And so uh, coming into next year, man, you're going to be even deeper because of that um, situation too. So, uh, But, man, the special teams really played a really, really – uh, big um, piece to, you know, what we was doing this year. I told you last year, I said, man, we're going to go find us a kicker. And, we, and, and um, I don't care what it takes, we're going to find us one. And and we did. We're going to find some depth that can run down and make plays, you know, in the coverage game and then return game. And, and we was able to do that. And so, um, man, we're we not done. Uh, we're not done at all. And it's just the next step in this process of, uh, building this football team to be, you know, some competitive team in the CAA.
0: You step out of conference for the final game of the regular season, two o'clock of this Saturday on ESPN Plus. Campbell goes to Dover, Delaware, to take on Delaware State out of the MEAC. What can you tell us about the Hornets, Coach? Well,
1: you know they' athletic. Um, you know they they are HBCU, um, and so we we got to be ready for. That is going to be cold. Um, Guys got to understand that you got to warm up a different type of way. Um, You got to be able to um, stay warm because of the weather. Um, It's going to be tough to run and and hit in that. And so you got to bring a different type of mindset to that game. And um, these guys are tough. Uh, Their defense is not giving up a lot of points. Um, They're giving up about 20 points a game, uh, which is really good for them. And um, you know, offensively, their quarterback is is their main guy. He's the one that makes it go, and uh, we got to control him. And and then we cannot let this running game get started. We talk about this all the time. Uh, when we stop the run, we beat teams pretty bad. And um, when we don't, we we got to come back with a miracle. Um, you're down 30 points, and you come back and try to win the game at the end. So we got to stop the run. Um and that's and, you know, that's been our battle cry um all season long. So our D line gotta be able to find ways to get off blocks and, and, and make it happen.
0: Coach um you talked a little bit about it and I know uh it would take uh it would take another three shows to fill up uh talking about Your 20 plus seniors, and and what have they have meant to you? You have some guys that have been uh, on this team since Moses uh, 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 went to Campbell, but also you got some guys that were your first uh, scholarship recruiting class. So this senior class is is extra special
1: to you. No, it is. I mean, Dorian Jones, who you guys are here from, um, you know, later on in the show, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that was our first recruiting class that we was able to go out to uh, Florida and get or go down to Florida and get him and and bring him and he w- he's been a, a key piece of of us building what we've built in over the years and so um, you know just great kids man guys that that understood um, how to continue to work hard and, and um, build their mind build their body so when they got to become a senior they could be a great leader. And so I think our leadership on our football team has been the strongest it's ever been um, this season because of guys like Dorian Jones, Julian Hill, um, guys like that um, that really paved the way uh, for everybody else. Jackson Hayes, who's our lone snapper, uh, one of our captains. Again, a guy that we recruited, and um, he part of that first scholarship class too. And, um, you know, it's going to be – It's going to be sad, man, to see them guys go, because um, they've really helped pave the way to what Campbell football is um, trying to become. And
0: let's be honest, it was a bit of a leap of faith from them, because you, you guys had some success in the Pioneer Football League, but you're convincing guys to come to Campbell University to play for you. You're the only scholarship class, so, so you're going to sell them, you know, the talent level isn't going to be there. It was a leap of faith for them, wasn't it? It
1: really was because they had to come in and not play too. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Everybody had <laughs> yeah. to red shirt because red you were shirt. still in a yeah. pioneer. I even forgot about that. <laughs> so that's I, tough. I had two football teams going on at the <laughs> same time um, during that, that season when we, um, you know, recruited these guys. The, the, the crazy thing is is that, you know, in 2018, um, 2019, um, when we are now getting ready to get started, and um, that 2019 team, as we get into the Big South, right? We six and five, man. Yeah. We we on our way, and then COVID hit, and it kind of you know threw everybody for a loop. On okay, how how do you do that? Now we decided to play uh, four FBS games, which which kind of sets you back from a physical standpoint and um and so now when we come back in 2021 you're really starting over again right and and um and so 2022 is really your second year of trying to rebuild what you that momentum you had in 2019 but why am i talking about 2019 because those guys are the guys who was the part of the 2019 movement that um you know really 2020 knocked knocked this movement down a little bit and then Now we got to keep coming up. So they got to be tough enough to be able to say, you know what, I I understood what what happened there, but we're going to still stay here and we're going to still – because they could have transferred somewhere else. They're going to still stay here and we're going to build this thing the right way. And in 2022, we're going to win. And um, I feel bad for them because they really put a lot um, into this, Chris, to – to try um, to get this done this year, and, and um, man, we just not we just not good enough yet at that at that at overall because of the injuries, you just not good enough. So so you got to get more depth, you got to get all those things, but you got to go get guys like Dorian, um, you got to go get guys like Julian Hill, um, those type of leaders. Man, it's, it's really paved the way for young guys like Miles, right? So now Miles get a chance to spend time with a, um, Dorian Jones and, and um, get a chance to feel what that looks like to be an older guy.
0: A salute to our seniors, definitely a salute to our seniors, and we will talk about the future, freshman and beyond, when uh, joining uh, Coach Minter here. After this next break will be our safeties coach and recruiting guru, Patrick Miller. That's coming up after the break. This is Camel Cole Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington.
2: We're no etiquette experts, but biting into your McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich and ending up with a whole pickle slice dangling from your mouth isn't impolite. It's human. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Hi Campbell fans! I'm Christy Yarbrough with REMAX United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects staging and prepping your home for sale or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs visit my website for more information at christy.remaxagent.com. go camels step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime perfect for your family at every stage Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most, with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes, we create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit MatamiHomes.com and see for yourself.
2: Sure, McDonald's breakfast is good. But getting that McDonald's breakfast two minutes before it stops being served? That tastes even better.
0: Uh, welcome back to the county seat. We are live in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. If you don't get a chance to hear the live show, we will have this on a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. the Camel Call Live podcast drops every Tuesday at noon. Stay tuned a little bit later on the show. We'll have uh, play-by-play man, Lindell Suggs. We'll also talk to Miles Rouser. And Dorian Jones from the Campbell Secondary. And to talk a little bit about the secondary and a little bit more, he is joining us now. He is our safeties coach and recruiting guru in Patrick Miller, joining me and Coach uh, Mincher up here on stage. And um, first of all, Patrick, um, I have to say, give us uh, your scouting report of what you see from the uh, Delaware State offense as uh, we get set to go up to Dover this week.
4: Oh, the offense runs through the quarterback. I think he's an athletic guy. Um, struggles to throw the ball deep, but really everything f- flows through him. Um, they want to run the football. Uh, they do both a mixture of gap scheme and zone scheme, but they want to slow down the game, eat up the clock, and keep the game close. Let their defense try to keep them in the ball game. Uh,
0: the yep. Speaking of speaking of defense and keeping you in ball games, your your, your safety room has been so deep, a great mess, mix of experience and young guys. Brag a little bit on your safeties, if you would, please.
4: Yeah, I couldn't be more blessed to have the group I have. Um, Dorian Jones has been an amazing leader for the group. Uh, another guy like Aaron Maddox. I couldn't have walked into a better situation with my uh, first position job as a D1 coach. Those two guys have been enormous to the growth of the young guys, like Miles Rouser and it's really been a blessing just to have them. Um, and some of the young guys strep- stepping up, um, Miles improving week to week in understanding the game and you know, moving with the speed of the game changing from the high school to college level. Um, and the depth also, guys like Noah Castan as a walk-in coming in, um, moving up to the second string, giving us even more depth when we got some injuries. It's been a uh, big help for us.
0: Now, I've learned that always the, uh, the foundation of this answer is it's because of Coach Minner. But I'll ask you, how did you find your way to to Buies Creek, North Carolina, to come and join this team and coaching staff?
4: Yeah, that's a funny story. Um, the old D.C. Western Glosser and me uh, come from the same coaching tree of uh, Scott Stoker. So he gave me a call and talking to Coach Min, it was a perfect situation. I couldn't be happier to be here
0: what is your football background? Because you're a young guy. You, you, you graduated undergrad in what, 20, 2017? I believe
4: so, around there.
0: Okay. Uh, okay. So, 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 tell me your, your football journey.
4: Yeah. So I went straight into, uh, coaching at a small division three school in Reading, Pennsylvania at, uh, Vernon University for a couple years where I coached uh, defensive line and linebackers. And then I was, um, Lucky enough to get an opportunity down at um, UL Monroe, um, uh, FBS in the Sun Belt, and learn from a uh, really some really talented older coaches that have been in the game for a lot a lot of years, um, and then really expanded my um, coaching tree and network uh, to give me a lot of opportunities. And then there, I kind of assumed the role of recruiting for them, and we had a really good class in the COVID year in 2020, and then kind of kept that. Rolling, you know, when we came to Campbell,
0: Coach Minner. what well, what made you look at this very young guy with uh, some good experience, but still very young, and saying, "Hey, I, I want to make him a part of this uh, of this of this coaching staff."
1: Well, um, Chris, when when you meet people, you, you know right away what, what they bring to the table. The guy's very intelligent, right? So, I, and I'm and I'm not talking about like just normal intelligence, right? His IQ is very, very high. And so me and him can have conversations that is, um, you know, I can't have with most people. And I'm like, man, this guy gets it, right? Well, he can recruit. So that helps. Okay, (laughs) because he knows people, he knows how to deal with people, to communicate with people to then get them to trust what he's saying. It's very important. Um, and, um, you know, he can talk football. So we sit around, we talk football all day long, and and he's getting it right away. Well, he's young, but he's getting it. Like, you shouldn't be able to get some of this stuff I'm talking to you about, um, Pat, and and he's getting it, right? So I'm like, okay, the guy, he has all the tools. Um, Let's see how he's going to do with running his own room, right? About a week into it. You know, cause I'm, you know, I'm checking. I'm like, okay, what, what, what you running? All right, how you how you teaching these boys? Because of course, in NFL right. safety yeah. for ten years. You know they look. No pressure,
0: no, no pressure for Coach Miller too, being in a safety room with uh, the head coach and former NFL safety looking over your shoulder.
1: Right. I'm like, man, we are putting this new defense in. Okay, well, all right, Pat, what you doing? So um, about a week into it, I quit going in there. I said, oh, he got it. He, he understands. He get it. A week into a it, you're week not you're not fibbing it. to me right now. No, I'm seriously asking, man. About a week into it, I'm like, man, I'm good. Um, this guy get it. He's gonna be a great football coach, and um, and so you know, from that point on, man, it's just more sound bites with me and him, <laughs> more than a, a conversation. It's just sound bites. Hey, what about this? What about that? Type thing. All right, coach. What what do you want in this situation? Um, that's really what it became. And, and um, you know, we, we so much alike um, when when we think about the game um, the same way. So it becomes a very, very simple, easy transition for him to, to become who he's going to become. He's going to be a great coach in this business.
0: A great coach and, and already a great recruiter. Um, I, I'm glad you mentioned your previous stop because you had a you had a hand in a sensational recruiting class then. But Last year, Coach Minner comes in, tells his coaches he wants the number one recruiting class in all of FCS. Not going to say anything about past recruiting classes, but they weren't anywhere close (laughs) to the number one recruiting class in FCS. Enter Braxton Harris, enter Patrick Miller. What did you do to get the number one recruiting class in all of FCS? Basically from scratch.
4: Started connecting the message of Coach Mint to the same guys that I knew um, from my previous experience, and started laying the groundwork, um, making new connections with coaches, and just really relaying the message that of what Campbell is and what Campbell can be. And with that, you know, the guys wanted to follow, and coaches want to send their kids to us, and kids want to come play for Coach Mint and the rest of the Campbell staff. And that's where it kind of grew. And then even moving into this year, it just kept growing and growing and growing.
0: What does it take in that, in, in that digital age? You know, how do you, how do you talk to the coaches and then how do you talk to the, to the future student-athletes? How, how does that work for those that, that really don't know the recruiting aspect of it?
4: Uh, it's, it's individualized. It's really a people-person business. You just got to understand who you're talking to and who you're building a relationship to. I mean, some kids, they just want to text or, you know, message, DM through Twitter. Some coaches only want phone calls. Some coaches only want texts. Um, But it's really an individual-to-individual basis um, of how you communicate. This year, um, with guys being farther away, it's been more phone calls and FaceTimes, I mean, because they're coming from such a long distance. Last year, when they got to see the school much earlier, even in the summertime, you know, those guys more were text-based. But it just changes from year to year.
0: Um, Coach Minner, how has your recruiting changed? Obviously, we see see the – we see what it brings in, obviously number one recruiting class in all of, uh, all of FCS, but, but, but what have they done to really make it as good as anybody in the country?
1: Well, I think, again, it's like what, what Pat is saying. you got to get the message to the kids and to the parents, and, and then you got to show them that it's really true. And when they get here, they feel the energy of the staff. They feel the love of everybody, and, and they feel the message – that Pat and the other coaches have been telling them all year long. So it's confirmed. Once you get things confirmed in life, man, you you now make that move. And all you have to do is get one, and then it becomes a movement. And we got one that committed, and then now everybody else is is like, okay, I want to do that, right? And and it became a movement, and it's a movement this year, and it's not going to stop. That part is not going to stop because that's who you are at this at, at this time, um, and so you know that's that's really the the formula that we that we use, man. It's, it's you got to build a relationship. So these coaches are texting and calling and Facetime all day long, every day, a part of the day that they free they doing that. And so once you build that relationship with people, they begin to trust you. And then if they able to trust you, they now come visit. They go visit and they see the other stuff that's um, a part of Campbell football, the university. They're like, oh, wow, we didn't even know the university was like this. Yeah. The campus is beautiful, man. We, we, we love this. And, and um of course, it's North Carolina, so you're gonna really like that too <laughs> yeah. and um so all these things man, really comes into the um, play of being able to continue to build um, these great recruiting classes that that we were able to build and um you know at the end of the day now it's time to you got to put wins to it man so because people want to be successful so how how can you help kids be successful in today's world? And um, and, I, and I tell my coaches this all the time. When you win, it's easier to explain life to people. And they're going to be open. So that's part of the thing, too. Uh, we, we're going to have a lot of guys get a chance to go to the National Football League. Well, I know a lot of recruits that want to be, you know, go to that next level. Well, you can no longer say that if we go to Campbell, can we get seen every NFL team have been been in our, um, at our – Fieldhouse, and you've seen them, so it's not like you didn't see them. I'm talking about the recruits that's here today, um, and and now they can talk to other kids and say, "Hey, man, the Jets was here, you know, the Giants was here, the Panthers was here, so on and so forth." Um, and and now it's become a normal thing. And uh, once guys get a chance to get paid, man, they 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 want to be part of that. Man, you're gonna get loved, you're gonna get developed. Um, and you're gonna get a chance to go to that next level.
0: I'm um, coming off the number one recruiting class in all of FCS. You guys are lining up another high one as well. I know uh, signing day in, in in a couple of weeks, and there's only so much you can say. But 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 Coach Miller, tell me what excites you about this next uh, next recruiting class, and uh, and how it worked being so high last year, and then setting up another high one this year.
4: I would say depth in this recruiting class is what I'm most excited for. You're bringing in a lot of talent that will provide you know, immediate help for second string and third string. Um, so when you hit that injury bug next year, you're not going to be in as bad a shape, I would say. So it's all about depth. Um, I think you're going to have players that are coming and ready, um, but you have some talented starters as well. So it will provide good competition all across the board. And I think the difference in this recruiting class is we hit at almost every position, um, which is a little bit different than last year. Um, where we got talented kids coming in at every single spot. Um, You know, and what you're saying about uh, duplicating and moving on forward for this class, I would say um, the groundwork was pretty much laid, and kids knew who camp was even across the country, Um, and that really did help expedite the process of getting kids committed as early as we did, which um, even in my past experiences, we got kids committed at an extremely early rate this year. before the season even began, and that was pretty impressive.
0: I think what was impressive in open minds is not like you're just getting the best guys from North Carolina anymore. When you guys went on your recruiting week in the off week, you guys were both in California, and you came back with guys that committed. Uh, amazing.
4: Yeah, no doubt. Um, California's been good to us. So we have, uh, I think, over 10 committed kids from California. Wow! Yeah. Do you really? Um, and it's looking like we're projected to finish number one again and actually right now with it stands we'd be the top rated g5 recruiting class in the country not just fcs um we might even break into the top 50 so we're doing special things and i think um if we keep on this pace in the next month we might finish with the highest rated recruiting class in fcs history
0: hey refresh our uh, refresh our memory when is early signing day
4: december 21st <laughs>
0: <laughs> december 21st christmas may just come early for the second straight year to uh To Mike Minner and this coaching staff and all of us, Uh, thank you all for for all of your hard work and that. We'll talk to some of the student-athletes, including one of those highly-rated recruits that has been showing why he was so highly-rated on the field. Miles Rouser, Dorian Jones, uh, two of the best from the Campbell Secondary, coming up after the break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Camel Call Live.
3: Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime, perfect for your family at every stage. Matami Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit MattamyHomes.com and see for yourself.
0: Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the EECS Athletics Complex renovation for camel soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamp and click on the give button.
5: Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and Go! It's bow time.
0: Oh, welcome back to Camel Call Live. The fighting Camel football team will play their final game of the regular season all the way up in Delaware. Campbell at Delaware State. That game's going to be two o'clock on ESPN Plus. You can also hear Lyndall Suggs play-by-play on the Varsity Network and GoCampbells.com. Lyndall will be in to talk uh, basketball, football, volleyball, a little bit of everything uh, for our final segment on the show. But we are pleased to be joined by one of the best to ever play in a Campbell uniform. And... uh, the highest rated recruit ever to put on a Campbell uniform. We have um, not the past just yet, but we have one of the best. And, of course, the future. Miles Rouser is the future. And Dorian Jones has been such a uh, rock back there in the secondary for so many years. And, and Dorian, what, what was it like on senior day at Barker Lane Stadium after all you've been through?
6: Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was emotional. Like, you know, I usually talk to my guys, you know, the team and the secondary as well before we go out there. But I couldn't really get too many words out because I was trying to hold tears back, you know what I'm saying, to be honest. And, um, you know, running out that tunnel, hugging Coach Mint for the last time, everything kind of just tried to hit me. And I ran out. My family was standing on the 50. You know, it was, a, it was a surreal moment, you know. And obviously, you know, I'm trying to prepare for a game. So I'm still locked in. But, you know, I, I did give myself that that time to take everything in. You know, I knew the day was going to be special.
0: Well, you turned um, that emotion into an unbelievable special day. Campbell needed a spark to start the third quarter, and the spark they got was a, a ball that ended up on the turf. You scooped it up and went 29 yards for the touchdown, a scoop and score. We, we, we've seen you been picking balls out of the air for a long time, Dorian.
6: What was it like to do that at a time when your team needed it the most? Uh, it's crazy because coming out of the half, I was like, I'm about to score. Like, I was telling everybody out loud. Did you really? Yes, sir. Uh, (laughs) Because, you know, I caught two interceptions in the first half, and both of them got called back due to penalty. But I was like, you know, it's already destined. It's already written. So I'm about to go make something happen for the team. You know, running to the ball, you know, just playing hard. Uh, Paul Hudson, you know, he knocked the ball out. And I saw it landed right in my hands, really. And all I saw was green. So the rest was history.
0: Uh you have a lot of talent back there in the secondary. You are a leader back there in the secondary. W- what do you like about your guys back there?
6: Uh these guys are really they're smart, uh athletic, you know, we're we're really close, you know, we that's like my my second family almost in the secondary, you know. Um these guys we do everything together, you know, after practice extra work, extra film, extra meetings, you know. They come to me, ask me for questions, you know, I can come to them as well. And um, you know, we hold each other accountable too, you know what I'm saying? You know, no guy left behind, so you know, those, those are my brothers.
0: Um, one of your brothers, a younger brother, is uh, sitting to your left. Uh, his name is Miles Rouser. We know him about uh, all the play that he's been, really from day one in the secondary. So, Miles, I'll, I'll ask you this first of all. Uh, a four-star recruit from all the way up in Detroit, Michigan, how do you end up down in Buies Creek, North Carolina?
2: Really, i say relationship, like, The relationship I I built with Coach Mitt was amazing. I feel like he was real, two real people came together. I came down here. It was all the truth.
0: You know, you were one of the first uh, dominoes to go, and then everybody else with stars by their name started to started to pick up and started to join this crew, the number one FCS freshman recruiting class in the in the entire country. What is it like for you freshmen um, knowing that, that you're such an historic class?
2: I'd say like, we feel great about it because it's like, we here to build something new. Like, it, people already been here building, but it's like, we put a cap on it. Like, we here to build something over that.
0: Now that you've been here um, to this football program, what do you like the most about Campbell football?
2: I say the relationships I build with everybody on the team. Like our relationship is so strong, I can I can go to them about anything, not just about football.
0: Indeed, indeed. Okay, you're from Detroit, Michigan. We're going up to Delaware to play. It ain't gonna be warm up there. What are you What are you telling all the guys about uh, about cold weather? It's not gonna bother you, is it?
2: I mean, I ain't really used to it either. Like, you know, I, I wear big coats, so I'm gonna have to be in the Under Armour, a little long sleeve.
0: Dorian, you're from Orlando, man. Are you uh, are you looking at the weather forecast and and thinking a little bit about what it's gonna be like on Saturday?
6: Yeah, it's definitely some pressure, you know. But um, you can ask my teammates. Uh, I actually don't wear any like thermal or long sleeve and practice whether it's cold or not. Like, really? I either put some Vaseline on my arms or I just, you know. Go out there and thug it out. I feel like it's really a mental thing. And especially me being from Florida, I'm not used to feeling the cold, so I kind of force myself into it so that, like, you going to see Saturday I won't be wearing sleeves. Like, you're going to see.
0: Dorian, take me back to that. We talked about you're a very special class, one of the first scholarship classes at Campbell. Campbell didn't have the national name that it did now. Campbell didn't have all the wins um, that the, that it did now. What made you, a guy from Florida, say, that's where I'm going to go?
6: Uh... The Campbell felt like home, you know, because um, it's funny how Miles sitting next to me, he's the highest rated recruiter I was at the time. I was a, also at three stars by my name uh, coming out of high school. And, you know, I had a few different options. Uh, things were a little left with my recruiting. But Coach Minner came all the way down from Campbell to Florida and spoke to me, him and uh, a few of the other coaches. And it just felt like home when I came on my visit. You know, everything was genuine. There was no sugar and everything was – they told me exactly what it was. and they talk to me about life outside of football as well, you know, how they're going to take care of me and develop me as a man, and also how I was going to be able to get my education. So, you know, everything just kind of clicked. Like, it was really a no-brainer. Like, I left the vision knowing... I didn't commit on the spot, but I left the vision knowing that this would be the place for me.
0: That's amazing. So, so much more than football, this place has been to you.
6: Mm, Definitely.
0: Um, When when you think about your time at at Campbell, what are going to be some of your biggest memories? Uh,
6: You know, the... The fun times I had off the field with the guys, of course on the field, obviously, you know, making plays and stuff, that's always gonna be a memory. But uh, you know, the relationships I've built are gonna be a lifetime relationships, you know. Um that that's something big, you know, coaches and players, uh, and even some professors as well, you know, some of my advisors I'm still pretty close with, you know, that I'm not even taking a class anymore, but they still, you know, they still check on me as well. So uh just the relationships I have built and the fun times I've had with people off the field you you
0: you have your degree you've done great academically here well what is next for dorian jones
6: uh next for dorian jones uh, i'm gonna be i am i'm gonna be training for a pro day of course and i'm going to pursue the next level but um i've also i'm getting my second degree in marketing this at the end of this semester as well so you know i all i will have those two degrees to you know Land on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying after football is over. After really.
0: a long football career, yes sir, indeed, indeed. All right, Miles. Um, you were starting uh, early in, in your in your football career, but I know. Uh, but I know you guys are in the film room a lot. So Delaware State, final opponent coming up the, the, this Saturday. What do you see about their offense? What are you guys going to have to do?
2: I feel like we're gonna have to put uh, apply that pressure on them. Like the defense gonna have to come out, lock up man to man. And individually, people got to make their plays.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, tell me about Detroit, Michigan. My aunt and uncle uh, lived lived up there back in the day, but I haven't been to Detroit for a long time. What is it like up there?
2: I mean, it's it's what you make out of it, so. Yeah. Whatever you you want to do, you can do.
0: What do you like about Bowie's Creek? Probably the complete opposite of uh, uh, of where you grew up in, in in Detroit. What do you like about it down here?
2: I say being in Detroit like the city, so being here is more kind of country, so it's like I always like being by myself most yep. of the time, so it, it gave me like a clear space. Like I, it's out of it's out of the um, what I can say. It's it's not what I'm used to. So yeah. I'm, it's good I'm good with being uncomfortable.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And Dorian, what are you gonna miss most about the creek once uh, you leave
6: it? Like he just said it's, you know, it's a quiet area. I'm from a big city as well. So uh I kinda miss that that peace and quiet a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh and of course I'm gonna miss uh the area. I didn't at first coming from a city I think I would miss it as much, but you know, I'm I think the area for sure. Uh it's been my home for five and a half years, so definitely.
0: Uh, two of the best, um, the, the past after one more week and the future, both the highest-rated recruits um, in their class and in Campbell football history. He is Dorian Jones. He is Miles Rouser. Guys, thanks for coming down and talking to us. Appreciate it. All right, one more segment. We come back after the break. We'll bring up our play-by-play man, Lindell Suggs, that's coming up after this. We'll also draw for free basketball tickets coming up after this on Chemical law. <laughs>
3: Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime, perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit MattamyHomes.com and see for
0: yourself. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Ekes Athletics Complex renovation for camel soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes. That's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamel.com and click on the give button.
5: Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supremes tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and Go. It's bow time.
0: Welcome back to Camel Call Live in downtown Lillington. This is the county seat, your place for sports, your place for drinks, your place for food. They are an unbelievable host, and we will be here every Monday night. It doesn't just end with football season, through our winter sports season and into the spring. This will be the place for fun every Monday night and the place for free stuff. It's cold outside in North Carolina for the first time this fall, so we're giving away a special edition um, Camel's Toboggan. That will go to 625-666. Boy, well, that's a lucky number. 625-666 for the toboggan. We do have a winner. We have a winner. Okay, and now one more. Uh, we, this will be for a four-pack of tickets for an upcoming basketball game as Campbell men's and women's basketball in full swing. So the winner of the four-pack of basketball tickets, 625 625- 688 625 You know what? We'll make it a five pack of tickets. Come on up here. I'll write it on that. And um, thank you so much. If you call that number, tell them you won, and, uh, and we'll get you a five pack. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, thank you to the county seat for all the great stuff that they do. And thank you to the man to my left. He is only a junior at Campbell, but uh, he is quickly becoming one of the voices and the faces that you know. He is uh, Lindell Suggs, and he has been the radio voice for Campbell football um, this year. And, and first of all, Lindell, um, tell me about kind of your beginning. How did you get into this whole thing? How did you find your way from, from to, to Campbell in the first place?
7: Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, <clears throat> grew up in a small area, small town, so I kind of grew up in the backwoods of Cumberland County, right on the line with Robinson County, if you're familiar with that area, right in the park then. So it's one of those one-stop light you're through, and there's the post office, and then that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that's kind of where I'm from, um, and, and I came to Campbell, got a full ride scholarship. Uh, through ROTC,
0: valedictorian. Yeah, Come on, don't be shy. There, yeah, we yeah, there we go. There we go.
7: Yeah, I guess so. But uh, <laughs> yeah, top top five in my class. I did excellent um, throughout high school. Came here on a on a on a full ride, and ever since I got here, I've been in the back room, sort of say, with the trailer in the production of our ESPN programs for our sports during the COVID year. We'd actually um, during the COVID year saw me get some reps at director and producer and different things like that, and then one day I'm producing a game and there's a guy sitting at the table called Chris Haymeyer and he's producing a, 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 well, he's calling a, he's calling a men's basketball game. And he was like, Hey, you have a great voice. Do you, do you, do you want to get into it? Um, And I'm like, you have no idea how how bad i've yeah. been wanting to do this for a long time so i took the opportunity and here i am 2 years later
0: man that's awesome and uh, you have been doing you have been doing such a great job you know, you know this year we we tried you out with some things last year and and had you on 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 the air with with some softball and and different things like yeah. that but but coming into it the kind of the, the full-time stuff that you're doing right now what is the biggest kind of surprise when you when you do a a football game at that level.
7: Man, when you do a football game at this level, you never know. You never know what 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 can happen in a game. You just never I mean, let's just take this week this past weekend's game <laughs> no for an doubt, example. Yeah. I mean, at halftime, I uh, I say it on the radio, especially on the Campbell Digital Network, but I look through orange and black glasses, man. When the team is up, I'm up. When they're down, I'm down. And so you just never know when when Dorian Jones Gets it in a, a fumble and yeah. runs it into the end zone, <laughs> and that sparks the whole game. You just never know what could happen in in, in athletics, and so it, it it's the unpredictability that keeps you on your toes, and you have genuine excitement, genuine reactions to the things that are going on on the field or whatever on the court, wherever it is.
0: Um, I thought it was. It, it's been such a great fall, and and you've been along for the ride. That the great start by football, but but our fall teams, who are all expected mm. to do well did well we have our our men's soccer regular season title winners in the big south women's soccer regular season title in the big south and a program that you're close to not only have you called games for you've been the pa announcer for the last couple years the campbell volleyball team last year winning the big south conference tournament for the first time in program history they had never won a trophy before they won it and then coming back this year and following it up with a regular season trophy they won the regular season title on 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 Saturday what can you say about that volleyball team
7: well volleyball it, it starts with Greg Gorl, first of all um, before we get there i just wanted to be known that i'm dubbing the the move to the CAA and all the trophies that we're going to win in the conference this year. I'm dubbing it the greatest heist of the century. So (laughs) all of the the, the conference tournament, all the the championships that we win, we take with us. So that's what I'm dubbing it. But it starts with Greg Gorrell, And you can just tell that from the top down that everybody just wants to win. They want to do something that's never been done before. Um, And consider it that it's where nobody's from nowhere and nobody is really looking for Campbell Athletics before now. Um, we have really put ourselves on the map, and that starts with volleyball. I mean, I was sitting at the, the the scores table, trying to be as impartial as I can, calling the entire Big South tournament. But when you when when you have a moment like that, and you finally take down a rival, and to win a title yep. on top of that, that's just big. And. Volleyball is absolutely excellent.
0: Yeah, and, and our Campbell volleyball team um, to come, they get a chance to punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament for the, for the second straight year. Unfortunately, and it works on a rotating basis, but the tournament, even though Campbell has a number one seed, will be at high point. A team picked to win the conference that Campbell has beat twice. You go back to last year, they have beaten four times, and they will be the the team to beat in the conference tournament. Campbell starts on on Saturday, and then Sunday at 4 o'clock, if they make it, will most likely be be playing high point. Yeah. The odds are stacked against them but again the odds have been stacked against them all year. They beat high point twice.
7: Twice. And, and it's 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 just something that you just never expect. These girls are firing on all cylinders. I mean, volleyball has been absolutely excellent this year and you talk about a 10 win streak in the conference yeah. when I called the the, the game against um, I think it was Gartner Webb the, the, the run started with them, but they hadn't lost a conference game since November of the previous year. That is a crazy stat when you when you think about it. So they're just they're, 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 they're on a roll and it, it's, it, it, you can tell they're playing confidently and they like being an underdog and they just thrive well when they are.
0: It is a volleyball team again that had that 10 match win streak where just they could not lose. So it'll be fun to see if they can punch their ticket. To the NCAA tournament. Of course, basketball has started. We yeah. we have both called a, a couple of games. We'll start with this women's team. W- what a big game taking on Central Florida uh, tomorrow, Tuesday night at, at seven o'clock. They have uh they, they took care of NC Central at N C Central this week. And it, it seems like Ronnie Fisher's group, who won a regular season title last year, yeah, just do not miss a beat. Well, and you have
7: to, you have to, what makes it more impressive is is you have to look at what they lost. You lost Luana Sorano, you lose Taya Bolden, you lose Nani Carter, and, it, Nani Carter and it, it just seems like they just haven't missed a beat at all. This is a small roster. You're looking at 11 players on the entire roster, but Shai Tooley has stepped up. I mean, Big South Player of the Week honors this week, and... Um, you're seeing Brittany Stave, you're seeing Krista Bellazuma kind of come into their own, and that starts with coaching. It takes takes a coach to bring the best out of players. You know, you have – we talk about player development often, but you have to kind of dig into them and make it hard. But these girls are going to be firing off cylinders, and then you have – Boone and Nunez and, and Knuckles who are coming up. So th- this is going to be a really, really good season for women's basketball and even men's basketball as well.
0: Yeah, our, our men's basketball team one and one, but a very impressive performance at, at PNC Arena on Friday. They took NC State yeah. to the brink. It was a one possession game late. What did you see from, uh, from the men's team?
7: What I've seen from the men's team is three-point shooting, and I think that's that's been the biggest place where they have sort of lacked in the past few years. We really haven't had uh, consistent three-point shooting with multiple shooters. At this point in the game, I-, I wouldn't be upset with anybody shooting a three ball. I mean, you have Devin Dunn, who's a sniper, sharpshooter, who can pull up from any place behind the three-point line. But you also have the, 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 the bigs and Jay Powell and those guys, the transfers, now, mind you, they've only played two games together, but it almost looks like they've—they are kind of in mid-season form, almost, where they're starting to gel a little better. I know they had, you know, a game that should have been maybe bigger against Saint Augustine, but in PNC Arena, those guys look—they look—they look great, and it, it's going to be—it's going to be great for that team. Uh, Coach McGeehan, they they're doing a good job. He has a whole new staff this yep. year, all first year. Um, assistant coaches for him, and so it's going to be great to, to see how they turn out, but they're going to be a lot more competitive than people uh, have s- expected them to be in the Big South.
0: Yep, I agree. I agree. He is Lyndall Suggs. He's doing a fantastic job. You will hear him on the Varsity Network starting at 145 this weekend for the final uh, campbell football game of the season. The Campbell men's basketball team will be up at App State Friday, Saturday, and Sunday playing in the App State tournament volleyball this weekend as well. For Lindell, I'm Chris, Coach Minner, Coach Miller, Dorian Jones, Miles Rouser saying so long. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. This